Hello, I'm Bonnie Snowden, ex-corporate person and mother turned successful artist entrepreneur. It wasn't that long ago though that I lacked the confidence, vision and support network to focus on growing my dream business. Fast forward past many life curveballs, waves of self-doubt and so many lessons learned and you'll see Ignite, my thriving online coloured pencil artist community. A community that changes members' lives for the better and gives me freedom to live abundantly whilst doing what I love and spending quality time with my beloved family and dogs all whilst creating my best artwork with coloured pencils and mentoring others to do the same. But this life wasn't always how it was for me. It used to only exist in my imagination. I've created the It's a Bonnie Old Life podcast to help increase people's confidence, share mine and my community's experience and hope through fascinating personal stories, champion the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community and create another channel through which I can support others to realise their dreams. If you're a passionate coloured pencil artist or an aspiring one who's looking to create their best work and a joyful life you love, you're in the right place. Grab a cuppa and a custard cream. Let's get cracking. Hello and welcome back to my next episode of It's a Bonnie Old Life. Sometimes in life we are just meant to meet someone. Sometimes that person is so insistent on being part of your life that you have no real choice but to listen to them and very, very quickly they just slot in as if they've been there forever. Back in 2018, I started getting Facebook messages from a lady who was a big fan of my drawing but wanted me to travel to London and hold a workshop. It became apparent that no or, well, maybe next year just wasn't going to cut it. And literally within a couple of months, she had organised everything. We had about 20 students all raring to go. And on a very rainy day in November, I travelled down to London to meet my next guest for the first time. To say we hit it off is an understatement. And I spent the most glorious two days in her company. And we have been best buddies ever since. I don't think I've ever met someone so kind hearted and willing to help. And I am grateful every day that she messaged me back in 2018. I'm delighted to welcome from the fabulous Vicky Evans, friend extraordinaire, supporter of so many artists, and I have to say one of the best, if not the best, Facebook group admin there ever was. Vicky, my lovely, lovely Vicky, hello. Hi, Bonnie, how are you today? You all right? I'm really well, thank you. I'm really, really actually excited about our chat today because, you know, we've known each other since 2018 and we know each other purely because you just started messaging me. (laughs) I'm dreadful (laughs) I'm dreadful you know it's really funny because that feels like yesterday 2018 really feels like yesterday and I can remember walking walking along the dock here and and I suddenly I think I was thinking about the film Field of Dreams where they say uh, if I build it they will come and I thought that's what I must do I must get Bonnie here and I'll build it and she'll come and all the other artists will come as I knew nobody here so it's a really funny sort of link that, yeah. Yeah, honestly, and I'm so I'm so glad you did because it it I was thinking about teaching, but you really, really preempted it. And you I mean you just wouldn't take no for an answer. <laughs> I can remember going, oh well, you know, maybe maybe next year. And you were like, no, no, you you're coming this year and this is what you're gonna do. And um and you said, I, I can't teach, I don't I'm not gonna teach, I can't teach. And I thought, yeah, you can, you can do you come, just come. And it was like, Yes, you're coming, here we are, here's a date. <laughs> oh dear I don't know but isn't it isn't it funny you know you can meet somebody on social media and you know not know them from Adam and then all of a sudden you're you're best friends oh no isn't it just lovely I think sometimes people are just meant to meet or connect and it's really weird how it happens and and yes you just 
they're like old friends, you know, older than a sort of time sense, not age, but yeah, just old friends and you just have so much in common. And and then you actually realise how much you really have in common as well. That's really quite interesting, you know, when you when you talk about things. So yeah, we were both in Bahrain, weren't we? So it's we really were. weird. We were. And and I'd really like to, because you, do you know, Vicky, you are you are just the kindest, loveliest person I think I've ever met, I have to say. You know, you do you do so much for everybody else. You are always doing something for somebody. And you know, you you have you've started these amazing posts in 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 the Facebook groups. And I, I I hesitate to say my Facebook groups because I don't think they are mine. I think they're ours. And I think you, you know, you've done so much to sort of nurture and grow and just make them the most fantastic places. And, you know, you're always celebrating other people's um, successes and bringing people's stories to the fore. But when it comes to you, 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 you know, and that's what I really want to do in this, in this call is to talk about you and to find out a little bit more about you, because I don't think you will realize how many fans you have. People just absolutely adore you. So would you tell us a little bit more about you and your what you were doing overseas and, and all of that kind of thing? Yeah, sure. Gosh, I'm, I'm blushing now and I'm all hot and flustered. That's such a lovely thing for you to say, Bonnie. Thank you. Yeah, and I, I, I'm, the, the group's just lovely, aren't they? And, and I think when, when we are, ever started this, the Friday Coffee Club, I think it was, I don't think either of us realised how much it would grow and how a community it would build and everything but yeah it's it's and I do people say to me why don't you do one about you and I'm like no I've got nothing to say and no one wants to hear about me and and all the things that the people who I talk to they say the same thing so I was just had the opportunity to talk to you today Bonnie and yes yeah, it's, it's funny when you go back and you think about things and you think oh yeah actually I did this and I did that so I had a very boring start in in a bank. Actually, it was quite interesting. Actually, I quite love the bank. That's why I met my husband in the bank, so I mustn't decry it, must I? And then um, you get caught up in your life of life, really, children and family and stuff. And you sort of, you're there there for everybody else and don't think about yourself. And um, when my, my little ones were very little, I always wanted to teach. And so I did a teaching degree. And that, like, like some people just take on more and more and fill the hours completely you're a bit like that aren't you you know give me another two hours and I'll do 10 more things um and uh you know they say don't they if you if you want a job done ask a busy woman and that's very true so I did teaching degree and I had nursery school I actually bought a nursery school I I always wanted to do it and my husband was away a school came up for sale uh won't go into all the reasons for it but anyway came up for sale I did a business plan to the bank without my husband knowing and obviously he's a banker as well. And when he came back, I said, guess what I've done? And he said, you've bought a school, haven't you? He knew. He knew I would be doing something. Anyway, so I had this nursery school and I loved it. I loved the children. I think really why I did it was because I just loved the art and the messy play and the glitter and the glue. And I suppose that was my arty side coming out at that point with children. And it was great fun. And then he whisked me off to South Africa. We moved there to live. Um, which was a complete change. So the nursery school still ran here in England and we were now in South Africa. And I did the same thing there. I found all these children who would just walk for miles through fields, very, very different culture to here. These little ones would just walk for miles trying to find food and the parents would probably be on the streets or whatever. 
So we gathered all these children up in a field one day and a Bay Sandy field and we started teaching them and they would come for food really. And then we sort of, once we had them hooked in with food, we would try and teach them to write their name because a lot of them don't have a birth certificate even, but if they could write their name, then it would get them off the streets and they started learning. So that was in South Africa. So that was brilliant fun. And then from there, we then moved to Bahrain. And that's a very different ball game because it's a country with lots of money. But once again, lots of poverty as well that you don't see. It's all covered up. And uh, yeah, you well, you know Bahrain. You were there as well, weren't you? So, and I worked with with them. Um, I worked with children there. A lot of disabled children, funny enough, who who were in a school but were very much put away. They weren't on. They weren't. They weren't funded by the government at all. And then so I did the same thing there. And both in South Africa and Bahrain, what I could do was I could sort of link the schools together. So in South Africa, children didn't have anything. They didn't have scissors, paper, glue, anything. So we would take stuff from England to there. And British Airways were brilliant. They used to let me have a few more suitcases free so I could carry stuff and uh, take it back. But very different culture, you know, whereas... We'd make pasta necklaces in the nurseries here. You couldn't do that in South Africa because it's food. And you've got to think very differently outside the box as to what you do, especially with these little children. And then we moved to from Bahrain to Doha in Qatar. I worked then with lots of Sri Lankan children. And that was just really, really lovely. Once again, they, they were very little. They had no English. So that was a real barrier because they've got these... I'd get some of my friends to come with me and we'd be reading them stories in English and then a clue what we're talking about. So we used to play games with them. And yeah, they were happy times, happy times, Bonnie. Oh. I still keep in touch with a lot of the children, actually. Um, a lot of the ones from South Africa are now parents themselves. But yeah, I've still got my little, my little family of little people, which I'll always keep up with. Oh, gosh. Honestly, I mean, I knew a little bit about I know we've kind of chatted, you know, a little bit about about things like this, but I hadn't realised quite how much of an impact you've had, you know, Mm. on these children in these different countries. And it must have been really probably a bit of a shock, was it, culturally, when you're moving from sort of like a nursery school in in the UK to then over into South Africa and um, particularly Bahrain and Doha as well, where the culture is very, very different. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because, you know, we li- I lived in England all my life and in in more of the same county, and then to go to South Africa with my two little ones, we were also well they weren't little they were one was twelve one was um, eight, it was also a big culture for them culture shock for them changing schools, so I had them to deal with and also you don't realise how it affects you yourself because suddenly you're, you're taken away from all your friends all your family everything and you're in different different place completely so um I guess I just I got on with it I think I think the girls had to do some community service and I sort of thought what on earth is this what's community service what have they got to do and in the within the school most people would make cakes or give money but then I said to my girls well, let's go and see what this is all about and that's when we found all these little children and there was a lady, one lady looking after maybe 80 of them. I was trying to explain to her about my nursery school. And she said, well, how do you teach? How do you teach colours? And it was really funny. I took all these photographs that I had from the nursery school and I showed her. And she was looking at me like, well, what's that? And I said, well, that's Lego bricks. And what's that? Well, that's a sand pit. 
and what's that that's that's our climbing frame and they had nothing absolutely nothing so she's become a very good friend her name is Grace and she didn't even she said how do you teach these things what what do you do with the children how do you teach them colors and I'm like well you've got this huge blue sky and that's blue and you've got all these things around you so I started then to really I suppose teach Grace or teach Grace how we taught in England and it was fascinating and we became very good friends and she had a daughter called Angel Angel's now a parent herself but we took Angel to the movies one day and um, with my two girls and it was she'd never been to the movies at all and we were going to see I think um it was a Christmas movie and when I took her home Grace said to me can I come with you one day and I'm like of course you can it never occurred to me that Grace would like to go so the next week I took Grace on my own to the movies. She'd never been into a cinema. And I kept going in, she said, well, who sits in all these seats? And I'm like, well, people will. And we sat down and I gave her, a, she bought a Coke and she didn't know what the well in the um, armhole was for to put the Coke in. And she was fascinating, just even being in this movie house. And then the movie started, or oh, she nearly jumped out of her seat. She'd never seen anything. So she'd got a clue that what was going to come on and the noise and she just, she just jumped. It was really funny. But it made me really think, you know what? We just don't appreciate what we take for granted. We really don't. We, we really don't. You know, and it, and it is. It is, isn't it? You know, even, yeah, it's just taking for granted everything that we've got. But, but actually, you know, even so, when people have far, far less than, than we have, you know, a lot of the times they're almost happier than we are. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, they, and they're so thankful. We used to take the children from the, the we, we took them on an outing to McDonald's, for example, but we couldn't take them because we didn't have transport, but they don't have buses or coaches and stuff. So we would get a McDonald's and bring it to the school. Well, I say school, it's not even a building. It's just a field. It's just, you know, it's a, a shack. There was one, to- one drop toilet. Anyway, we bought this um, McDonald's and they would sit in a big circle and when you gave it to each of them, they'd just say, thank you. They'd just, like clap their hands and say, thank you. And then they'd wait for them all to start eating together. And I thought they'd just jump in on it and just eat it. And a few of them didn't even finish it. And I was really worried as to why, like, you know, they're not vegetarians or did they not like it, whatever. But when I found out afterwards, they were saving it for a bit for their brother and a bit for their sister and a bit for their mum, which kids wouldn't do here. They would just eat it, boom, done. That's yeah. it. But but yeah. they were actually saving it. So it was just an eye opener. But they are, they were really, these children were really happy. They just really just wouldn't even ask for anything, you know. One day I remember giving them scissors and we spent the whole day, they just cut up bits of paper into piles and just had great fun cutting. They'd never cut before, never used scissors. Then we started to collect them all up and some of them started crying and it was because they wanted to keep these cut up bits of paper. So we put them into like little made envelopes to keep them safe. And then my husband came back from the bank and he bought all these folders. And we made some glue out of flour and water because um, we didn't have any glue. And then the next day they spent all day sticking these bits of paper onto these folders. And, you know, these folders were so precious, so precious. We used to put all their artwork and stuff into the folders and and when they eventually I don't know when when they would go they would take the folder with them I hope I'm sure someone still got it but yeah real eye opener 
Gosh, it's 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 amazing, isn't it? How you know these little, very very little things that we wouldn't even sort of consider being so so much to it. And that, in a way, is fabulous, isn't it? Yes, you know, yes, definitely. That they, you know, they they don't have. Well, I suppose in, in back then there was there wasn't phones or iPads or anything like that. And I and I do. I mean, when my when my children were little, I didn't have an iPad. I didn't have an iPad. They didn't. Well, I don't. I don't even think I had a phone. No, absolutely. <laughs> I had a, I had a very a very basic mobile. But but when I brought my children up, they were you know uh, very little television. I mean that that kind of soon changed when I had to start working from home. Yeah. But you know, yeah. it was all about having tea parties with my daughter, going out for walks, you know, playing playing in the garden, all of that type of thing. And 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 I, you know, it's. I think it's in a way. I, and it sounds awful to say that I'm, I'm almost envious of these children because they have nothing. But in a way, you know, they they kind of learn to be just sort of, you know, they don't need all of this. No, it's the same. You know, it's just the simple things, which I think is wonderful. Yes. And, and you know, just writing their name in the sand was just such fun for them. And, and and you know, they and as a community, they would, you know, the 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 community would pull together and look after all the children. You know, they were all there together. And if if I had a chicken, I said to one of the ladies, I'm, I'm going to bring you a chicken. She was a little bit confused. And and, and I said, are you OK? Is it, is it all right if I do that? I didn't want to sort of, you know, insult her. I said, oh, yes, but will it be alive or dead? And I thought, oh, do you know what? That makes such a difference because an alive chicken will lay eggs and a dead chicken you can eat. So... Oh, I hadn't really thought about that question. So that Christmas, we actually bought we actually bought some live chickens and built a chicken hut, and we also bought goats because goats gave milk and the children had milk. So you think so differently, but they were such a happy group, and they never ever asked for anything. You know, they would never say, "You know, Vicky, can you bring this or can I have that?" Or absolutely nothing. They were just so glad to see you. And one one day it was. I think it was one of the children's birthdays or something. And I went along and they'd made a little party for this child. And, but I was like the guest of honour. You know, they'd made this cake and I was going to have the, I had a proper, they bought me a proper cup, like, you know, proper, not China, but a proper cup, not just a plasticky thing. And it was like really sweet, you know, really sweet. But yes, they, it's a very different, you see a very different world. And education isn't free there. We, it's free in, in the UK, but there you have to pay for it which is why a lot of the children don't get anything. You know, it's improving now. It is getting better. But then, going back 20 years, there's no education. If you didn't pay for it, if you weren't in private, you didn't have it. Yeah, gosh. It's mm. it's a real eye-opener, isn't it? A real mm. eye-opener. Oh, yes. Yeah, it is. It was a very happy time as well. I think my girls, when they came back here to go to university, I remember one of the university lecturers saying, went around the room and said, tell me a bit about yourself and who are you and where you're from. And got to my daughter and she said, well, my name's Carice and I, I really, I don't really know where I'm from really. I've been sort of lots of different places and I don't quite know where I belong, but I've had some amazing experiences and and that's been lovely. And I think it was good to, that they had that, they had that insight mm. Um to to all of this because they did understand that they were very lucky to go to a very very lovely school and and have things but like you say when they were growing up we just we played with the washing line in the garden and made zip lines for the dolls and and we cut out things and we 
you know, you, you just make things and yeah. it's, it was all very different. I'm, yeah. I'm quite glad. I, it's very different these days and, I, I know, it's a very different world we live in with the children now. But, yeah, I'm glad we had that sort of fun time of, they've got those memories of all those sort of silly things we did and playing games on a Sunday afternoon and, you know, yeah. Were, were there three TV channels then? Maybe more, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. And the other thing as well is, you know, um, you know, when I was growing up, I mean, I, I, I'm one of six, so there were always an awful lot of us. But my parents were always were working. We lived above a restaurant. So we had a, a big flat above the restaurant and my mum and, and dad were always working. You know, so a lot of the time, yes, we had, you know, help and everything like that. But a lot of time we had to just sort of, you know, entertain yourselves, really. Entertain ourselves, yeah. yeah. And sometimes we just had to put up with being bored, you know, just lazing around, not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one, exactly. one of the things that we used to do is um, I, I was very privileged and grew up in the most fantastic place. And we had the, the attics had um, a big mattress room. And we used to just go and make dens, you know, in, in the mattress room. So we would just all end up going up and kind of crawling through. Goodness knows what's on these mattresses. <laughs> Probably full of, you know, mouse poo and fleas and whatever. But, you know, we were all sort of a, a little bit feral, I guess, just kind of crawling through it. But, you know, we we didn't have to have anything other than, you know, what, what was there for us, you know. And it was, we, we used to play a game, um, Brothers and Sisters, you know, when we used to go on adventures in the garden, you know, brother, brother, sister, like this. And yeah. I was always, uh, I was always fat Teddy. Oh, bless. <laughs> not because I, I was, um, not because I was fat, it was just what I wanted to be. And I just yeah. used to kind of jump around with my cheeks sort of pushed out, <laughs> blown out. Oh. Fat Teddy. <laughs> but oh, um, that's such fun. Yeah. Yeah. Such fun. And, and you dig in the garden, wouldn't you? You dig up worms and you yeah. make worm schools and, yeah. Yeah. and you'd, you know, drink out hose pipes and all this sort of thing, and no, no one really worried. And well, I, I thought, uh, I think probably up until the age of about eight or nine, I really, honestly thought I was a horse because I, I mean, I had, a, I've always had a massive passion for horses, and you know, my, I never had the knees in my trousers were always either green or got holes in because yes. all I did all day. It's probably why I've got such bad knees now. All I did all day when I was at home was gallop around on my hands and knees. And, and and make horse noises. <laughs> I've heard that before. It's, I mean, it is just it is that's 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 lovely, isn't it? And what a lovely memory. And yeah, yeah, you're not really a horse, Bonnie. I can, I'm sure no. you. That's why you like horses. That's why you draw horses now. Well, no, isn't it? I mean, this day and age, if I wanted to be a horse, I I, I could be. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You can be whatever you want to be I these could, days. Can't I, you? Could, I, could. I might I might have a look into that. I, yeah. I quite fancy. But it is. Uh, is but it is. Um, you know, it is lovely. Those happy memories. And and yes, you'd make lots of dens and go on picnics and you yeah. know you you'd make a sandwich. You know, and then go and sit on the down the bottom of the road and and that's an adventure, isn't it? I mean, definitely. I remember uh, having um elevenses. So we always used to have elevenses when I was little. Mm-hmm. My mum, my mum is very creative, and I can remember, I can see it in my head now. And she'd made me a um, a horse out of, I think it was a broom and a kitchen table, a kitchen chair, and she kind of put like a bit of a rug over the top of it. And I can remember sitting on this kitchen ta- chair with with kind of some reins on this this horse's head, you know, with this broom. And and mm-hmm. I've got my very own horse whilst I was having my elevenses, which was probably, you know, like some orange or apple or something like that. And yeah. um, I remember that really, really, really vividly. 
And you probably thought you were the luckiest, luckiest little girl alive, weren't you? Really, you know, you've got this real horse, and it's amazing. I know. I know. Well, the, the other thing as well, before, well, I grew up in a in in a in a beautiful building, which was the restaurant, but. We also lived on a farm, which was the most fantastic thing because we've got all, obviously all of the animals. You know, there's there's photos of me at a very young age, probably about one or two, just sort of trotting around the, the farmyard. And, you know, apparently I went missing a lot of the time. And it, it was I was always in one of the barns, you know, cuddled up to like a lamb or something. Oh, <laughs> lovely. Oh, that's so special. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or being chased by the cows. We used to have a... Um, hen houses in one of the fields and we, we'd all I think I think it was probably four of us because my my younger sisters are about I think they're six or seven years younger than me uh, so I think there was the, the four older ones and we'd gone to the hen house to get eggs there was a particularly ferocious cow in the field and, and we made one of my older sisters Tanya we made her run to get help because she was the fastest <laughs> So we were all sitting in the hen house, scared. And Tiny in, in the hen house, my gosh. <laughs> I know. But Tiny was always really, really, really brave. So she like ran, ran like the clappers to go and get help from this cow. <laughs> they can be quite vicious, can't they, in fields? They really can. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Goodness. Oh gosh. You are of you are incredibly artistic. Your a lot of your work has been botanical, hasn't it? Yeah, I sort of, um, as when I was overseas, I, I used to dabble, I used to do a lot of mosaics and decoupage and lots of messy stuff, which is why I think the nursery school suited me so well as well, because I would like it messy. And then I suppose buying things when you're overseas, it, it, sometimes different countries, you can't get all the things you need. And I can remember coming back to the UK and thinking, you know, I can't keep traveling with all this glue and glitter and stuff and, and buying things. So I need a, a really simple hobby. And that's when, that's when I thought, oh, I know, I'll, I'll do pencil drawing because you just need a pencil and a piece of paper. That's all you need, isn't it? You know, it's simple. And then I can travel with a pencil and a piece of paper. Oh, my goodness, I was so wrong. And I do laugh when people use that analogy as well because it's pencils, paper, more pencils, more pencils, another set of pencils. Then you need sharpeners. Then you need more paper. Then you have different paper. Then you need something to carry it all in. Oh, it just goes on and on. But that's how I started. But alongside that in South Africa I was doing watercolour painting with a lovely lady there another funny story because she she was she was a lovely teacher but I used to draw with another member of the group and we were like in the naughty corner at the back we'd be very naughty and uh and I don't know how seriously we took it but we did we did pretend like it was lovely it was good that was watercolour and then I started doing pencil drawing botanical I think it's more for the company. I, I met some artists and it was just really nice getting together and we just used to chat all day and occasionally draw something, but I've got a lot better now. I do actually finish a piece of work now by if I do that. So yeah, so then botanical obviously, you know, botanical's very green. I don't like green. I hate leaves. I hate drawing leaves. So I think when I saw you, I thought, oh, animals and eyes. How nice is it to draw something with eyes? You know, a real thing, not just like a cabbage. So I, that's how I, I thought, I know, we're back to the beginning again, field of dreams, I will build it, Bonnie will come. And then we can draw some eyes and things together. So that's how I got onto animal art. Yeah. But I do still draw the odd donut and box of chocolates. And <laughs> sometimes it's nice to have a change. You know, I think if, you, if you're drawing a picture and you're getting very hung up on it and it's not going well and it's not all, it's not right or you're not enjoying it, 
or whatever. I, t- I do enjoy all my art. Um, it's nice then to have think, oh, I'll just draw a donut today. Oh, yes, I'll draw some pancakes or I'll draw a box of chocolates. Problem is, if I draw chocolates, they just go one by one. And I can remember, <laughs> I can remember drawing some licorice all sorts. And I had this lovely, lovely composition of licorice all sorts. And I came in and half of them had gone. I'm like, where have they all gone? And I thought, I know. Yeah, when you have a husband in tow, they soon disappear. So I have to, I take lots of photographs now of what I'm going to draw. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than drawing them from life, haven't <laughs> Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh dear, I don't know. No, it is, it's, um, yeah, I agree. It is really nice drawing animals, but then, and, and I agree as well. I, it's funny, isn't it? Because all we're doing is, it's still drawing shapes and stuff like that. But I, when it comes to grass and, you know, things, things that are green, I, I find it quite, quite tricky as well mm, yes definitely I, and I, I would try and avoid leaves and then people said to me why don't you why don't you draw this plant oh no it's got leaves or, or why don't you draw this cat oh, it's got leaves and oh no I have just drawn um, a cauliflower because my daughter asked me for a cauliflower and maybe I've cracked the leaf phobia maybe I, I can now do it but but a cauliflower only had leaves around the outside, so that was all right. She'd got engaged and, and we'd gone for dinner and they'd had cauliflower steaks for dinner. So it was like an engagement present. Oh. But um, so that's why I drew the cauliflowers. I was very brave then. So, yeah. But, yes, things with eyes are also very, they've got little personalities, haven't they? And you can make yeah. your little, your personality, you can make your, your animal, your drawing, you know, your own. So that's lovely too. Yeah. And you I know you you kind of draw um, you like to draw with sort of like within a group as well, don't you? You're very, very sociable. Um, yes. I, you know, it, uh, drawing on drawing online and drawing it, it's, it's so much more fun. It's so much more fun having people there. And we a group of friends and I do meet a couple of times a year. And that's what we, we, we met for the first time last end of last year. and We hadn't seen each other for like three years. So very little art got done. We were mostly chatting. But yes, I, I, you do. There's this thing, isn't there, that they say that you should say so many words a day. And if you don't say those many words, I forget how many it is, and like, you know, probably like 10,000 or something ridiculous. My husband told me this story, so um, maybe it's true. You're meant to say so many words a day. And if you're deprived, and you don't say them, you know, you can have, it can make you feel quite, quite sad. And so he jokes when I, when I come in, so you've had your words today, haven't you? Got your words out. All right, we're okay now because I've met up with a friend or I've done something. And uh, so maybe it's true. So drawing in a group and chatting is so nice. It really is. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the other thing as well is, you know, when you're talking to somebody and like, I mean, we're, we're talking here now, obviously you're, you're in London, I'm in, I'm in Yorkshire, you know, which, which is amazing. But both of us, I imagine when we're talking, we'll be, especially when you're thinking about memories and stuff like that, you start to smile. And then as soon as you start to smile, your whole mood lifts and, you know, you, you, you it just makes you feel an awful lot better. I, I know you, you do a huge amount of helping, you know, for people in, in our community. You, you know, you've you've got people in, in your community. You're always helping, um, helping people out. You've got you have the most fantastic people who you go and visit as well. You've got that lovely lady who has the cats. I think she's in your is she in your your apartment? Yeah, our, our development, yes. We we yeah. the d- development here is so we were never planned to live in London, never planned to live in an apartment, never planned to not have a car. And here we are doing it all. So what I started here, yeah, you're right. I hadn't even thought about this. I started a, um, 
uh, uh, social groups. So we're trying to set up an art group. We've got, um, there's a there's a tennis group. I haven't joined that one. It's a bit energetic. There's a running group. I haven't joined that one either. That's also a bit energetic. And we're doing um, like a pet sitting group and a movie club and various other ones. And then I do a focus each month. So we have, we had a photography focus in January and then we're going to do one on health and CPR this month. So we just try and, yeah, I guess I just sort of, let's all get together and have a purpose and a reason and do it. And, and actually, a few people here have said how nice it is because they didn't know anybody. You know, you can be in a block of apartments of 330 apartments and not know your neighbour. It's crazy. So, yes, yeah. I do that. And I also am getting involved in a, a children's charity down the road where this lovely, lovely lady is trying to get books. She's getting books and the idea is she wants to, it's like a little library, but it's not an official library, but children can come and have a story. They can do an art and craft activity, which I'm trying to set up once a week. And then also they can borrow a book so they can take it home. And so it's just to really try and get children, once again, maybe away from the television and actually looking at books because a lot of children don't these days. So... um, it's really important. And what seems very natural to us that, you know, my children grew up with loads of books. What seems very natural to us isn't isn't these days because children have other focuses in other areas. Definitely. I mean, I've still mm. got absolutely, I've got all my, I and mean, we've got hundreds of books, absolutely hundreds of them. And they all bring back memories as well. You know, there's one that I used to read to my daughter all of the time, and I I can't even talk about it because it just makes me cry. (laughs) No, I'm I'm absolutely with you. Absolutely (laughs) with you on that. It's a lovely one. We we used to have the um, Bramley Hedge books, and and they're so gorgeous, and the illustrations are so gorgeous. And then we got a little little um, hamster called Dutty Dogwood from the Bramley Hedge books, you know, and so yes, those memories, those books bring back are all very, very special. Mm-hmm. I'm like you, I've got I've got we've got them in storage here, but you know, they are they're too special to throw away. Too special. Yes. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They are. It's 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 amazing, isn't it? And memories memories have just they're they're just amazing and they just pop up, don't they? You know, you can be you can be kind of just minding your own business and then all of a sudden this memory will just kind of pop up and it sort of either sort of leaves you smiling or leaves you a bit bit speechless, you know. But uh oh brilliant. It's like smells a smell can also bring a memory back, can't it? It's so strong, yes. you know, herping or or cooking or you know, making bread, various things can, you think, where did that memory come from? What made us think of that? And and my children as well, they, my, children, my girls now, will say something to me and, and they'll have a memory that I thought, do you remember that? Wow, gosh, the, the things that is very odd, very odd, lovely, lovely odd. Yeah. But, no, it's, uh, yes. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's absolutely wonderful. So I've got I've got a question that I'm asking everybody, and it well I'll, I'll ask it, and then and then I'll see what what you come up with. When it comes to confidence, what is your number one tip? Oh gosh, that's a really good question, isn't it? It's a really good good one. You know, I suppose I don't overthink things too much, so I I don't I'm not a worrier. I don't tend to sort of have a situation then agonize over it for a long time so confidence and I suppose I, I I'm quite happy just to I'm a jump in and do it sort of person and if I was doing a drawing for example and I thought oh I don't know if I can do it I would just go for it and if it didn't work out I would 
do something different with it or try it again or carry on and I wouldn't worry too much about it so I think really for confidence I'm just a yeah I just tend to get on with it I just whatever it is whether it be a, a doing something with somebody else or helping them or something that I want to try and do and have a go at I think I would just go for it and there are things that I still want to try and have a go at so I will do so yeah I would think just jump in just jump in have fun yeah I, yes I'm, I'm I'm with you I am with you on that I know I know a lot of people find that sort of you know a little bit daunting and I think it is that overthinking thing isn't it you know it's mm. very very easy to get carried away and overthink and worry and 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 I do you know I wish there was a, a magic wand that we could we could just kind of wave over everybody that would stop people worrying about you know tomorrow yeah. or the next day, or the next day because <laughs> What's the worst thing that's going to happen? You know, what's, I mean, I'm, you know, I can remember going to an art group and it was in this village hall. It was one evening and it was, it was, to me, it was quite late. It was very dark and rainy and I got there and I was, you know, walking into a room of, of strange people could be quite daunting as well. But I went in and I sat down and I looked around me and people were, you know, obviously knew each other and were drawing away and some were painting, some were doing all painting, some were drawing. Anyway, and I looked at it and I'm like, oh, my God, what on earth am I going to do? I was so unprepared. And the person next to me said, said oh, just, is there any white, any black piece of paper? Just do something. And I'm like, yeah, it's any black piece of paper. Okay, I'll just do something. And I don't know what I did, but I had a great time and chatted away to people. Um, and sometimes it's a bit like that. You know, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You know, if, if yeah, what's what's going to go wrong? What could go wrong? Very little. Just if something doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. If in life, you've got to go somewhere and it's not a very nice experience. Don't go again. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, it's hard. We want that magic wand, Bonnie, definitely. Yeah. Magic wand. And I think as well, a lot of it is um, is is habit, isn't it? It's building these really good habits. So, you know, I'm I'm not really naturally a, a confident person, but I've I've kind of built strategies and habits. And the more you do something, the, the easier it then becomes. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yes, I think once you do something, you think, oh, that was okay, oh, that was all right, or I had a nice time doing that or going there, then, yes, it's much, much easier, much easier, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, do you know, thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for chatting to me. It's it's fascinating, and I think, you know, a lot of people who, you know, they know how fabulous you are at supporting others and 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 kind of, you know, sharing other people's stories and everything like that. But, um, you know, nobody we just know of you as always oh, Vicky. She's just amazing. And she's so she's so lovely and everything. But just hearing a little bit more about your story and what you've done. And it just, you know, this week is is the 16th of February today. Uh, yeah. We're recording this. And um, this week is the Random Act of Kindness Week. And tomorrow is Random Act of Kindness Day. And I have to say, you, are, I think you are just such a, just a, they call them a raptivist, don't you? Don't they? <laughs> Random act yes. of kindness activist or whatever. And, and you really are because you do, you do all of these things for absolutely no return. You not you don't expect anything back in return. You just do them because, you know, just to make people happy. And that is just the most wonderful quality to have. Oh boy, that's so sweet to say that. And it's, yeah, I, I, I don't even think about it really. I suppose I just get on with it. But it's um, it is lovely. It's it's lovely to 
to it makes you smile I think it makes me feel happy and um as a really sweet words of yours and it's been it's been so nice to chat as well you know and I'm I know we could probably chat for another few hours but um you know I I I do laugh because when I a few times I've been down in the lift here I've gone outside and and someone said um oh uh, I said I'm I'm Vicky oh you're Vicky oh I'm like oh I hope it's a good thing but anyway it's it's, it's, get to know more people but yes it is nice and it's nice to uh isn't it funny how I think I never do a Friday coffee club on me because I haven't got anything to say and then look how we've just talked about all this stuff it's been fascinating you've got so 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 much to say and it's so interesting you know and all of the things that you've kind of given given back to people I think it's it's absolutely wonderful so Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me. Um, Thank you for asking me, Bonnie. I think I was very, very honoured that you asked me. So thank you so much as well. It's it's lovely. And uh, yeah, the November workshop we did feels like yesterday. So it really, does. it really does. And so many lovely people as well that we still we still talk to and are, are close to, which is just wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Brilliant. Well, it's, a, it's been lovely, really, really lovely chatting. And I can't believe it's random act of kindness week, but that's that's super. Super. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. Very fitting. Thank you. You take care, Bonnie, and have a lovely, have a lovely rest of the week, all right? And thank you so much. Thank you. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of my It's a Bonnie Old Life podcast. If you did, I'd be so grateful to you for emailing me or texting a link to the show or sharing it on social media with those you know who might like it too. My mission with this podcast is all about sharing mine and my community's experience and hope by telling your fascinating personal stories, championing the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community and to create another channel through which I can support you to realise your coloured pencil and life dreams. If you haven't done so yet, please help me on my mission to spread positivity and joy throughout the coloured pencil world by following me on my socials at Bonnie Snowden Academy or by getting on my list at bonniesnowdenacademy.com. And remember, I truly believe if I can live the life of my dreams doing what I love, then you can too. We just need to keep championing and supporting each other along the way in order to make it happen. Till next time.